0: Hi there, this is Christian Horner.
1: You've won the Austrian Grand
0: Prix! (laughs) Hi, it's Alex Albon.
2: Hi, I'm Max Verstappen, and you're listening to the Aston Martin Rubber Racing Podcast. Oh, this feels good!
3: Hello and welcome to Talking Ball and it's a very special edition exploring the wonderful world of team radio. We have an exclusive message from our newly confirmed driver for 2020, Alex Albon. We're going to be chatting to Red Bull athlete and legendary surfer Mick Fanning. Plus, we have brand new music from Albert Hammond Jr. to end the episode. In every race you watch, you hear the amazing relationship between Max Verstappen and his race engineer GP. They talk a lot during every race. Some of their chat is obvious.
2: Whoa! There's a giant lizard on the track. Yeah, I'm,
4: I'm not joking, out of turn three. Face to face with Godzilla then, mate. <laughs> yeah.
3: Some of it might need a little bit of explanation. Uh,
4: there are yellows in turn seven. Yellows in turn <laughs> yeah, seven. Yeah, that's because of me.
3: <laughs> GP is in Max's ear every time he gets in the car, and they're always pretty honest with each other.
4: Okay, so that was the same lap time as the previous lap, Max.
5: Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm really sorry. <laughs>
3: We got them together at the factory and challenged them to explain some of the phrases you'd hear across the weekend on the team radio. From break bias to box, box, box. This is fascinating. They're going to make you an expert by the end of this podcast. Over to you, boys.
2: Hi, guys. um, We're here at the factory and uh, next to me. (laughs) 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 Come on. Hi guys, uh, we're here at the factory and next to me sitting my race engineer, also the legend you can hear on the radio. So um, we are going to go through some radio messages between the two of us and we're going to try to explain them to the open public. Let's do it. Car is green GP. So that is
4: something that the number one mechanic says, so Leroy would say that when uh, the car is all ready for me to give you the instructions to fire up. But be that from Honda's side or the chassis side, just uh, gives me the heads up of when mm. I'm able to put you out in the uh, traffic.
2: Yeah, them. because I've never heard this one, so I was already wondering. <laughs> <laughs> this one I've heard before,
4: radio latched. You're pretty good at that actually. Uh, you don't normally forget yeah, when your radio is keyed up, but that essentially all that that means is that he's forgotten to uh, depress
1: his radio
2: I remember muscle. Mexico, yeah, radio is keyed up, mate. <laughs> the track is green. We talk about a track being green and... It's not literally <laughs> green. Unless I've been off and taken a lot of grass onto the track, but... There's
4: two contexts to this, but I think in, in this situation, I would be telling Max this when... Uh, if there's been a yellow flag or a VSC or a safety car of any sort, then um, yeah, when the, the track is it's good to go back at full racing speed, then we're giving the message track is green. you laughing. <laughs> this is quite relevant based on where we've just been, actually. What happened last year. Um, Avoid the sausage curb.
2: In some tracks, you have the normal curb, and then you have like a big yellow, big orange, or a big red curb, whatever is laying next to it. Um, you don't want to hit that with a Formula One car normally. So, um, of course, drivers they always want to try and find the limit in terms of lap time. Um, but yeah, it can be sometimes, of, of course, critical on. Um, suspension loads or whatever, so sometimes GP has to come onto the radio to tell me to stay off it.
4: And when you tell me that you'd like to go up four
2: clicks on the front wing? Four clicks, um, well it's basically plus four clicks, right? Yep. So basically just adding more front wing, um, when the car is understeering, just sliding on the front basically, um, I ask that um, when I come into the pits again that um, the mechanics stay give me a bit more front flap
4: check your drink that's not something we. uh... you did
2: that once to me you did that once to me check like oh remember to drink please Uh, that was that singapore yeah yeah that's i was like well in my head i was like mate i'm not nico rosberg you don't need to remind (laughs) me but uh, anyway it was a nice thoughtful message of you that is not
4: actually the message check the drink this is check your drink
2: yeah, yeah, well, yeah. If uh, we get into the car before the race, um, of course you want the system to work. So I put the tube in my mouth, which is connected in the helmet. Um, but of course that runs all the way next to me to the to the drink bottle. So yeah, I uh, I'll, I'll check it before the race that it actually works.
4: Recommend B belt six max.
2: It is your brake balance uh, offset. Um, you can go forward, rearwards. Um, and if they see something in the data that uh, can be done better under braking or whatever, or we can find a bit of performance, they will recommend me to try it. And if I like it as well under driving, then um, yeah, I, I'll use that uh, for the duration of the stint or, or whatever.
4: You're, you're basically right, but technically we can do a little bit more than just going forwards and But Cool the brakes. Is something we would give you basically to do exactly that, but that might be either because the brakes are running hot on track, right um just because we've got our cooling configuration wrong or it's a heavy duty track or you write up the chuff of another car that you can't get by which doesn't happen often or we're coming in unexpectedly on an in-lap and we need him to cool the brakes before we set fire to the brakes when the car stops so yeah means that
2: option tire
4: option tire this year well actually for most years has been the softest tire available of the compounds that pretty have brought um to the event uh that's been changing year on year, so we're trying to track the best way of trying to keep consistency within our own engineering and, and driving crew, but options are softest tyre.
2: I honestly still get confused with all the tyres.
4: Yeah, you and me both. It's like... Red, yellow and
2: soft, white. Soft, but then soft reminds me always to a yellow tyre, because of back in the day always yellow, but of course now it's red, and then you sometimes say option, or you even say the coded, the C5 or 4 whatever. So you have a lot of namings for it. Box, box, box. Well, if you get that one wrong. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Probably one of the most crucial words that I give to Max actually is box, because regardless of whatever else is happening in the pit lane, whether it's another car coming in the pit lane, if he hears box, that is his instruction to return to the pits. So it's the only word I will ever use on the radio, so it cannot be mistaken for anything else. Um, so yeah, whenever we want him back in the pits and we're missing him on track, box please, Max. Sorry,
2: I don't box myself.
4: Mode one and uh, recharge off.
2: Um, so mode one, um, we have a lot of different mode switches we can use for wet weather running, dry weather running, um, race modes, quality modes. So. Um, It's just one of the modes we we use throughout the weekend. Um, And of course, yeah, recharge off. Recharge means um, um, where you charge your battery in the laps or out of the pits of course or in between your fast laps to of course have the full battery power available.
4: And this one you'll know a little bit about as well. Um, Flat
2: spots. That's normally when the driver locks up and keeps the tire like still for a longer time, like a longer duration and yeah, you see a lot of smoke of course coming off the tire. It's not very enjoyable then to uh, to go very fast on it as well, if it's a big one. So um, yeah, basically the tire of course is round and if you look up and you keep it at the same spot, it basically becomes a bit of a squared area and um, like a flat area, so that's not what you want. Why not? Because you lose grip and uh, there is a lot of vibration as well in the car. Blue flags. Blue flags. Actually, wait, if we're talking about blue flags, have you ever, is there Wi-Fi here?
4: It's better than the uh, i on th- fire th- standby <laughs> ones we <have.
2: laughs> yeah. I think that's a good explanation for blue flag. Honestly, what are we doing? So what does it mean? What are we doing?
3: Sweet. (laughs) (laughs) We never did find out what blue flag means. Cheers boys, part two of that chat is on the way shortly first it's been a big week for our newest driver alex albon he's been confirmed alongside max for the 2020 season we spoke to him to find out
0: how he's feeling hey guys alex here i um, super excited to be an aston martin rebel racing driver for 2020 um yeah just feels a, an amazing 12 months for me uh, i could never imagine something like this would ever happen good to kind of get that announcement um feel a bit more comfortable going into the next two races i'm feeling very excited obviously um i got the news quite recently so uh um, still buzzing, um, yeah it's been a busy 12 months, I've uh, kind of come through into Formula 1 quite new and uh, my time in Toro Rosso went well um, and six months ago or less even, I think it was three months ago I got given the call up to Red Bull and there was a lot of pressure there. Um, just being my first time with the team the first few races have gone pretty well and uh, I'm very happy with how it went but still in the back of my head you never know if it was enough to, to, to get the seat. But the team have welcomed me a lot. Um, they gave me uh, a lot of feedback and they made me feel at home. So, uh, yeah, I'm very privileged. I'm uh, very thankful to be with a team which, uh, a championship winning team, uh, a team that wins races. And uh, yeah, can't wait to get started. The progression from Toro Rosso to, to Red Bull Racing, even um, the first call to Toro Rosso was a bit of a shock. and since that point nothing's really settled in I feel like uh, it's all a blur Um, and so yeah maybe over the winter break I'll be able to relax and it will all kind of (laughs) settle and 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 it will feel more real but for the minute um, no I can't believe I've been kind of promoted to the big team so so soon Um, it does feel a little bit of pressure but um, I felt that all my all with this year so uh, it's just a continuation of that Um, But yeah, the goal now, enjoy it, get prepared for 2020 and uh, yeah, thank you everyone for supporting me and uh yeah, thank you to Red Bull for giving me this chance. Well done,
3: Alex. Great to have you on the team. As you know, we love to catch up with other athletes from the Red Bull family on the podcast. On this edition, we hear from legendary surfer Mick Fanning. Tom calls up with him in the paddock.
5: We're lucky enough to be joined by Aussie surfing legend Mick Fanning. Mick, it's nice to see you again. We uh, caught up with you in Melbourne as well. How have you been since then? And what's uh, life like for Mick Fanning at the moment?
6: Yeah, it's been good. It's been good. Um, just been busy traveling around, uh, I was over here doing some stuff with Rip Curl and then uh, had a week holiday in Italy just eating food and drinking wine which has been
5: fun and um, stoked to be here, it's a beautiful place. And uh, Max was a little scared to get in the water, he uh, noted a fear of sharks, do you have any tips for him of how he might be able to overcome that fear one day? Yeah, stop being soft, no I'm joking. <laughs>
6: Um, yeah, no, it's, it's more dangerous on the road. So uh, yeah, look, just, just go do it, mate.
5: <laughs> yeah, this is from a guy who drives 300 kilometers an hour around exactly. the corner. So. We've been super lucky recently on our podcast to talk to a couple of like world champions in their disciplines. So we had Seb Ogier recently. We've also spoken to Marc Marquez, the MotoGP, mm-hmm. multiple champion. Uh, you're a world champion yourself. Um, I just want to ask you like about the mindset that you need to have to become a world champion and how you sort of stayed motivated to keep pushing yourself to become the best in your sport.
6: Yeah it's hard, it's hard. Um, I guess first first and foremost you've got to believe in what you're doing. You've got to believe that you are capable of doing that. Um, in the early years you don't believe that you can actually get there and and um, all of a sudden just a switch turns and you're like okay this is it i'm going for it and you know once you once you hit the top it's it's, it's even harder to stay there it's the, the motivation and um, just the discipline sort of wavers a little bit so you've got to you've got to take a lot of uh, hard looks in the mirror and, and make sure that you're uh, doing the right things at the right time um, for me it was If I didn't give it my all, then I'd I'd sit with regret and um, knowing that I could have done better. So that that was, for me, was just pleasing myself and making sure that every time I went to sleep at night, I knew I gave my best and um, I could sleep easy that way.
5: What was the very first car you ever owned? Very first car I
6: ever owned was an 84 Ford Laser. It cost me seven grand. Yeah, it was cream. (laughs) If you could race any car in the world, what would it be? I've been lucky enough to jump in the back of a Formula 1 car a couple of times, and that was just next level incredible. On the road, what's
5: the pace cars you have? I got to drive one of those once. It was next level amazing. (laughs) Cool, and if you could drive our F1 car anywhere in the world, where would you go? Like a race track, a favourite stretch of road? Probably do like the Great Ocean Road
6: in Victoria. That'd be pretty fun. Um, just get everyone off the road though. I wouldn't want
5: to hurt anyone. Cool, well, thanks so much for your time.
3: No worries, thanks for having me. Great to hear from Mick Fanning. Now, this podcast is all about the team radio and it's time to decode more of the messages you'll hear across, say, racing weekend. Let's hand back to Max Verstappen and his race engineer GP for more. DRS enabled. Um,
2: DRS, well, mostly you say that to me um, after two laps into the race, basically. Yep, or when I forget that there is an extra DRS zone. <laughs> you remember Nostra? <laughs> Max, there is another DRS zone. <laughs> I
4: was wondering why your first section was so s to be honest. I completely
2: forgot. I think my first four laps or something, I was running without DRS on the second straight. Like from turn one to turn two.
4: It's good that we go through these things on the
2: simulator and a uh, preview. Yeah, but on the simulator so. I was doing it, but then I got to the track and I just... I was already wondering, why is this yellow light on? It's really odd, but clearly it was because of the DRS zone in that area. But um, yeah, normally coming back to that, um, you, you said that to me after two laps in, into the race, yeah. or after a restart or something with a safety like safety gun. DRS stands for Drag Reduction System, which of course opens the rear wing um, and just basically gives you more top speed. But of course, um, you have to be a bit careful with that, getting into braking zones and stuff. But uh, Luckily, when you press the brake pedal, it closes as well. Understeer. Understeer. <laughs> understeer. Understeer is uh, basically your front tires are just sliding, washing out. Yeah, just losing grip. The rear is pushing, front is not gripping up, and it's just, yeah, sliding over the front wheels. Oh, you, were lo- you were looking at me like, what is that? It's so basic. <laughs> yeah, but if you have to explain it to someone who has no clue, what is what is understeer? When you are talking uh, on the TV as well, right? yeah, my car a right, bit of oversteer, a bit of understeer. Some people are like, "What? what is that? So it's like, yeah, front tires are sliding or rear tires are sliding. Outlap. An outlap is, well, it can be anything to be honest. It can be on new tires, so you do your planned strategy of how you prepare your outlap to get into your fast lap in terms of tires preparation, engine modes, um, yourself as well, preparation, um, but it can also be an out lap, uh, like a kind of a install, uh, like a radio check or whatever around the track. That can be an out lap as well. Um, or an out lap into, into the race after a pit stop. What's your delta?
4: So Max will have various deltas on his dash for different scenarios, but I think this one refers to if there's been a, a safety car or a, a red flag or anything like that, or actually at the end of a qualifying session. Um,
2: Virtual So for
4: example, At the end of a qualifying session, uh, he, the FIA restricts how slow he he can go, um, mainly not to get into other driver's way. Uh, So he needs to be negative on his dash, so quicker than the reference time. And then under a red flag scenario, or a safety car, or a virtual safety car, uh, there is again another speed limit set by the FIA, uh, but this time obviously for safety reasons, he needs to be slower than that. So watch your dash, it needs to be positive on the Delta. Uh, launch. Essentially all that that means is that Max comes to a stop, he's hopefully you've got his engine in the correct settings, his tires in the correct uh, operating window and then from standstill he will release the clutch to our control engineer's desired settings and then uh, as best he can control wheel slip away to optimize uh, the time up to maximum car speed.
2: Sounds about correct.
4: It's a drag race in the end isn't uh. it?
2: 10 second margin.
4: I think if we're talking about margins, we are talking again about margins to a time limit. So that might be either a 10 second margin on his dash to a a regulated lap time, or perhaps talking about 10 second margin, actually, which you may have picked this up from, uh, to the end of a qualifying session to be able to cross uh, the control line before the end of the session so that we uh, don't miss a time lap, as we have done, uh, I think, once this year already.
2: Safety car in this lap
4: means exactly that, but it's obviously during the race when the safety car is out Safety car in this lap means a safety car is coming in this lap But ultimately that also is a prompt for Max to again sort himself out into the right uh, Engine mode settings uh, get his brakes prepped his tires prepped get himself ready for the restart Make sure he's up to the car in front um, and not flagging behind him or anything like that So really just a prompt to uh, make sure he's ready to go in the uh, Not many seconds, Tom.
2: Good, your turn. Hit your marks. Hit your marks um, is normally in the pit stop, right? Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's of course always very important to to stop at the correct uh, position because that's better for the mechanics as well to have a faster pit stop. So we really practice on that throughout the whole weekend up until basically qualifying. Even a little bit in qualifying, but um, yeah, basically normally up until Kofang to stop at the right place so the mechanics as well can have a good practice on having the fast stop. Watch for debris. Yeah, watch for debris. That can be anything to be honest. If there was like a crash somewhere around the lap or you come around for the next lap, I think you will see if there's a yellow flag or whatever it's mentioned and um, you will normally then also uh, tell me the, the corner name or corner number. Yeah, and I have to just watch out. you normally also tell me where it is, like left or right or in the middle, and then try to avoid that. Sometimes, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to look on the screens, but sometimes, of course, some corners are a bit tight, so I can't really look on the screens.
4: We're in phase. It's interesting, actually, because I, I use this a lot, but do you actually know what it means?
2: I can't put it into a sentence. Into context. Like... Uh,
4: so if you're on an outlap or on a slow uh, lap.
2: Uh, yeah, 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 true. So that can be in practice or qualifying. Uh, we're in phase, so that's normally to the cars ahead or behind. Um, if they are equally or on a slow lap or a fast lap, um, it's always good to know because then um, sometimes I don't need to always then look into my mirrors. When I know that there is no car behind um, coming really quickly or whatever, so it's really nice for the last few corners when I know that behind me there is no, no one on a, on, a, on a quick lap, for example, when I'm on a slow lap, I can just focus on my own prep and, and start the lap. Um, so it's actually really good to have that uh, information. Rubber the box.
4: Rubber the box. Um, so more often than not, the pit apron or the pit lane where we have the pit box for the guys and the crew uh, during pit stops on a Sunday, is less grip than we would like. Um, it's normally very dusty, it's not often of a, an asphalt or material that necessarily provides good grip. So by rubber in the box, i.e over-rotating the tires Um, during a practice session. We can stop Max on the marks, we can put him in a clutch setting or he can use his throttle pedal to what we call lay rubber uh, into the box and provide more grip so that come Sunday when it's a pit stop, he has more grip uh, decelerating into the box and then again accelerating out the box so we reduce our pit lane time. Two burnouts.
2: Two burnouts, Um, yeah we use that in practice or um, in the race. Um, before we stop on the grid. Burnouts basically are to warm up the tyres and to uh, bring them up to uh, a more optimum temperature to, have a, to, to do your start basically. That is basically why we do it. Of course in practice we do it to practice your launch and, and see how much like how the grip is over there. And uh, for me as well, it gives you a good reference for, for Sunday. And then of course from all we practice on the Friday and Saturday um then we make up our mind and we'll set how many burnouts in this case two um we're gonna do on on the sunday before the start
4: very good Last i know one.
2: something it's not i'm not it's
4: not completely wasted, uh, stupid four years, yeah. look out for the waybridge look out for the lights at the waybridge
2: yeah yeah so there are always two panels before you Oh, when you drive into the pit lane, um, so basically you have the bridge, but before that there are two panels already, yeah, saying if you have to go onto the bridge or not. So if you do, it's red with your number. If not, it's just green. So green arrows, I think it is. Where you can then just, of course, drive drive by. But if they're red, you have to go to the left, if you don't, or to the left or to the right, wherever the pit, how the pit entry is. Yeah, and if you miss that, you have to start from the pit lane, which you don't want. So you really have to pay attention to, to the lights and, GP reminds me almost every time I'm of course getting into the box to look at it because they can stop you anytime. Um what they
4: trying yeah. to do when they stop you?
2: Well, and yeah, when they try yeah, what they what they basically do is weigh the car with me in it see if we are yeah, on on the weight limit or above the weight limit. Um, because of yeah, of course if you're under it you can go faster and that's not what they want. It's what we would like but Last cars approaching the grid.
4: Last car approaching the grid basically gives Max a heads up that the last car isn't exactly that before the start of the race. So he again can expect the uh, initiation of the red lights to to start the race. So again, he gets himself ready and he knows it's not gonna be too long then before he needs to get to his pre-start revs for the launch.
2: Quite a few messages, son, to go through and think about it.
4: Whole new world, isn't it?
2: Well, if you come from like uh, go-karting and then you just jump into like a car and then you get initial messages. But I remember when I was in my first stuff one weekend just listening through all the, it was quite a lot. Like initially I was like wow, that's a lot of information you're giving the driver all the time. But over time of course you get yeah, used to it and I guess that's with, with everything to be honest and, and life, isn't it? if you do it a lot, practice it a lot, it's pretty
3: normal now you have a bit more of an insight into what they're talking about across the race weekend thanks very much to max verstappen and gp for telling us all on the podcast that's almost it you know how we like to end with a big tune that we're playing in the garage at the moment we would have finished with the clip max played from seb vessel about the blue flag but we couldn't do that to you instead this is the brand new tune from albert hammond jr this is more to life hope you like it We'll be back soon with more action from the track, the paddock and the factory. Until then, take care. You
1: caught me up for this illusion What you think that I would be unimpressed Every day you send confusion Such delusion That's
2: listening don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform